Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. We are back with Jim Chilton, and it is again an honor and privilege to have you, Jim, as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. You've been around a while. You've seen a lot of changes. What are the things that bother you the most about what's going on today in our in our nation? Tell us what you feel. I was in college during the 1960s, the late 50s and 60s, and I was very sympathetic to the uh, Martin Luther King and his people uh, gaining marching for equality and I was happy with uh, many of the voter rights acts and and all kinds of things that uh, came to be in that period of time and I I really liked Martin Luther King and and thought that his point was that we need to judge people by their character and not by their color of their skin. But now uh, we are seeing a new, since 1989, new ideas coming into uh, being. And one of them is critical race theory. What we have is university professors uh, sitting around in their very high-paid salaried offices and thinking about uh, how uh, things ought to be. And the idea of critical race theory is just the opposite of diversity. It's the opposite of tolerance. It's the opposite of our Judeo-Christian history. And it's 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 an adverse and the opposite of the idea of Western civilization. Uh, More specifically, um, we in America are not fundamentally a racist country. Almost 100% of our fellow countrymen are not racist. And we're not fundamentally an oppressive society nor are fellow Americans consciously or unconsciously uh, racist. Uh, I'm really concerned about what's going on out there and uh, the kind of theories that are 
being promoted of late, and uh, we are faced as Anglos of being called white supremacists. Uh, whiteness is a bad thing. Uh, uh, white privilege is now a bad thing. And it really upsets me that uh, Anglos are now being treated uh, in adverse ways. Bottom line, uh, we're not racist, but the people who are advocating critical race theory, uh, in my opinion, are now the real racists. Well, that's really what's going on here. And it's all about dividing the people in this country uh, based on group identity, dividing each other against ourselves. And the reason for that is obviously because it's easier to conquer a nation that is divided where half the half the population can't stand the other half. So this all of this anger and division here was created on purpose by the left in order to be able to take over the reins of government. If you go right back to the beginning of our country, the Declaration of Independence, where Thomas Jefferson wrote that all men are created equal and they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, uh, those being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We know those as natural law rights. And natural law rights are rights that we have because they're divine rights. These are rights not given to us by a government. They're given to, to us because we are born. Uh, the right to self-protection, the right to free speech, uh, the right to assemble, the, the right to be secure in our homes. The Bill of Rights basically enumerates our natural law rights. That is the founding, founding principles of our nation. And that has all been thrown out the window in order to subjugate us and to create division. Uh, and like you said, and I, and I agree with this, I think about it a lot. Martin Luther King was a very great man. And what he said, his vision was that we would be a colorblind society, that people would be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And you're absolutely right. Critical race theory and that whole that whole business of identifying people by by anything, uh, by skin color, by by uh, national origin or anything. All of that is ultimately racist in nature and designed to divide us. That's what's going on. It's right out of Marxist uh, philosophy. It is a form of Marxism. And um, it, it is really serious because uh, we had a lot of marches after a lot of protests, peaceful protests uh, after J James Floyd was uh, on television uh, observed by our nation and people throughout the world. 
but the report, the fact that Antifa and far leftists um, burned uh, Minneapolis portions of Minneapolis. They don't report the Seattle where every day is another riot and Portland and Los Angeles. I've been there and saw how all the windows have been broken in major streets. They don't point out uh, all these horrible things. And this is all right out of um, Marxist uh, theory. And it's very upsetting. Uh, they're attacking Western civilization that's been so successful. And they maintain uh, that uh, there's white bigotry, uh, whiteness. Uh, uh, this is all, as you point out, racist types of concepts. And they're becoming the racist, not not. All people uh, of color, of course, but only uh, an elite group who uh, want to cause a cultural revolution. I think back at the French Revolution, where uh, people were beheaded, uh, thousands were killed. I think about the Bolshevik Resolution. 20, 30 million people were killed in that cultural revolution. And I think about China, uh, when they went through their cultural revolution in the late 50s and through the 60s, over 65 million people were killed. And so uh, we've got to learn from these uh, examples of what Marxist theory and concept and grabs for power is like and make sure it doesn't happen in our wonderful country. Well, you know, there are many individual issues that people are concerned about. Uh, the problem is, is when you focus on individual issues, you lose sight of the big picture. The big picture is very, very simple, as you have already stated. This is a worldwide battle of collectivism versus individual freedom. That's where the battle line is. It's the global elites. They're, they are arrogant. Uh, they have a worldview that, that is nothing more than collectivist tyranny in which they are in charge of all of us. And that's one side. The other side are people like you, people like me, who are are free individuals who believe in individual freedom. And all that comes down to is who owns your body? Who is going to make decisions about how your life is going to be? Are you going to let the government make those decisions and force you to do their will? That's tyranny. Or is, are you going to be an ind, a free individual and make your own decisions about how your life is run? That's really, in a nutshell, that's what all of this is about. Collectivism versus individual freedom. You said it so beautifully. I couldn't say it any better. But you believe it. And you know it's true. And, and that's why I love talking to you, because you have knowledge 
you're educated, and you understand what this is all about. Uh, and you're, yes, you're in Arizona, you're dealing with your issues there. But in spite of all those issues, you do understand the big picture. I do. And it's pretty ugly that with Ennis, we have uh, people who want to grab power and grab authority. It's sad that uh, elected officials uh, try and get on the bandwagon to get more votes to try to put themselves back in office by agreeing with many of these critical race theory ideas. It's terrible that uh, we as individuals uh, believe, at least I believe, that the government was created to be responsible to we as individuals. The government works for us. We don't work for the government. And freedom is, in my opinion, at stake. Well, freedom is most definitely at stake. And, and that concept that came from our founding uh, 240 odd years ago was that government was only legitimate if it is at the, by the consent of the governed. That is that whole what this is all about, is that we consent to be governed because in return, the government secures and guarantees our natural law rights. That's the bargain. That's the great bargain. Yes, you can govern us. We consent to that as long as you don't take away or attempt to take away our natural law rights. And power should rest in the states not the federal government. Federalism is is a wonderful concept. For example, we have uh, in Florida a governor who has handled the COVID crisis brilliantly, while in other parts of the nation we have governors who have used the COVID crisis, in my opinion, as a method of control. And the beauty is, is that we can compare one state versus another. If we had a central government that was totally totalitarian, we'd never have the opportunity to find things that work. Well, the whole concept was that the states had the power. The states were sovereign states, and the citizens of those states were sovereign citizens. And if you lived in a state and things weren't quite going the way you want, uh, you could either influence the state to change, or you could move to another state that was more to your liking. But it was never supposed to be a dictatorship of the federal government. Uh, The basic problem is, as you've already stated, uh, is that people who are in charge in the federal government, their only desire is to remain in power because they're just filling their own pockets with our money. That's what's going on. That's so true. So true. So what do you think is a possible solution? How do you what if you had your if you had your way? and you could wave a magic wand or whatever, what would you like to see happen? I'd like to see a deregulation of the 
by the federal government uh, giving up uh, these powers that they have grabbed a hold of and a Supreme Court who trimmed the federal government's wings. And I'd like to see uh, states become uh, more a place where we would go to to uh, tell them about our grievances and like to have local governments uh, enhanced by power. Uh, the federal government, by handing out money and passing laws uh, that require uh, the people to do things in all the nation, uh, are objectionable. One shoe doesn't fit all. Our issues in Arizona are very different than those in New York. And uh, so we can't have national uh, standards, national laws. We need more state laws and state independence. That really is the concept of federalism. And obviously, you know that if you know, you know your history. I know you know your history very well. But all along in the last hundred years, the progressive movement in our country has been doing whatever it can to grab power for, away from the states, away from the people, and centralize that power in Washington. The 16th Amendment, the 17th Amendment, the Federal Reserve Bank, all in 1913, those were three major nails in the, in the coffin of federalism. And that's really what's going on now, is that the states have lost power. When it comes down to the, the court system, which is now probably the only place where we have any real chance of reversing this trend, they have miserably failed us. They have not stood up for the Constitution and the, the rules, laws, and regulations in the Constitution, which is really what is supposed to govern our country. Our founding fathers were so brilliant to set up three individual portions of government, the judicial, legislative, and executive. And another issue is how the executive is usurping the powers of the legislative branch and the judicial branch, as you say, seems to be uh, out to lunch. Our fathers gave us uh, this great Bill of Rights, and it seems like the legislatures, particularly the Congress and the executive, keep chipping away uh, from what's rightfully ours as set forth in the Bill of Rights. It's really sad. We've got to take the country back. I think it's time for us, those of us who understand and care about our nation, who care about the Constitution, who care about individual freedom. We have got to get off the sofa. I know you're not sitting on the sofa. I'm not sitting on the sofa. We have to get enough of our fellow Americans off the sofa, off the couch, get up, and it's time to take our nation back. What do you think in conclusion? Uh, we've had a great discussion. Uh, give us your final thoughts. With regard to the border, uh, we need Trump to, uh, or somebody like Trump, to come back in leadership. With, re with regard to critical race theory, uh, we have to see it for what it is and challenge it, identify these theorists 
as the real racists against our white America. That's my final thought. Jim Sheldon, as always, it's been a very enlightening time talking with you. Your knowledge is incredible. It's important. Your viewpoint is one that has been honed by years of living a Western culture, Western traditions, uh, a rancher, and an educated person who understands federalism uh, and understands our nation. Uh, God bless you and your wife. Uh, and I look forward again to interviewing another time because it seems every time we talk, you have so much to say. So thank you very much, Jim Chilton, for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you, Dr. Dan. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. 